Hey guys, and welcome to the Dumb Things Podcast. My name is Steven. I'm Randy. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast. You can do that right now. Just click that follow button. And also make sure to check us out on social media at Dumb Things Pod. That's right. And you can follow our personal accounts too at underscore Randy Salvador and at I am Steven Silva. And uh, also, if you want to reach out and be part of our mailbag segment, there you go. Shoot us an email at the dumbthingspodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you guys. And not only that, we actually have some news. You guys probably didn't notice, but we actually switched over to a new podcasting host site. We are now officially with Anchor. You probably don't even notice. They probably won't notice. But... The thing why I'm mentioning it is is now, if you've noticed in our uh, episode descriptions, you can actually leave us a voice message. Oh, yes. For all you lazy people who don't want to send an email, this is your chance. I was just going to say that. If you don't want to go through the hassle of sending us an email, you can just click on the link. You can send us a voice message. And who knows? We might even uh, include you in one of our future episodes. So if you have a question... Uh, if you have a reaction, if you just want to yell at us for some oh reason, <laughs> you can do that. You can, you can do that now. Randomly send a message where you just said, ah, <laughs> then just go. That's it. I can't wait to see what the first voice message is going to be. I'm so excited. But anyways, welcome to episode number 10. This is the Dumb Things Podcast, of course. And uh, yeah, how have you been, man? Dude, uh, quick story. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> like, how are you doing? Wait, I'm going to talk wait, first. How are you doing? But first, but okay. first, no, I just want to start it off with this. Uh, I was in bed last night and I was talking to Candy and it was like right before we were going to right before we were going to sleep. And I told her, I was like, I'm so excited. And she's like, why? I was like, I get to see Randy tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're best friends, aren't we? We are. Oh, so, yeah. How, I, I got excited, too. Yeah, dude. It feels like it's been so long since I saw you. I even I, told her that, too. I was like, it feels like I've been so long since I saw Randy. And she's like. You just saw him like two or three days ago. I was like, I know. That's your, I know. That's two days too long. Uh. <laughs> also, on other news, I just want to put it on record. I spilled some coffee on Steven's couch. I feel so bad. I'm so oh, sorry. Shit. Don't I'm re- so sorry. Fuck. I'm so bad. I, I'm, I'm one of those. One of my pet peeves is like when people spill things either on my clothes or like on my bed. And, and Randy did one of them. But it's, I still love you. It's a test of our friendship. What else have you been doing? I know you've been doing something cool lately. So um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I'm actually doing a little side business. I'm going to start baking some pies and I'm going to start selling them. He's going to call it Pie Pimp. Just kidding. I don't know. That's actually not a bad name. <laughs> pie Pimp. Pimping out pies all over Metro there Manila. I have to say, guys, it's it's amazing. I've I've had a few... I've had more than one that, I mean, I shouldn't have had that much pie, but I did. And I it's delicious. What? <laughs> what? What did I say? Anyway, I'm saying it's good. <laughs> Randy, you were part of the trial. Um, what is it? I sent out pies to a bunch of my friends. Just also. Only got diarrhea once, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, don't say that. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so no bad reactions really so far. I think everyone pretty much liked it. Um, what I'm focusing on making right now is just the pecan pie. And I think that was the best one so far. Everyone liked it. So if you're in the Metro Manila area, we're going to start selling hopefully next week or let's say before Christmas because the holidays are coming around. And I don't know about you, but I do love me some good pie. I do love some pie. And you know what's great about pies on a quick segue down that we're in Anchor. How about that Spotify pie that we were trying to Yay! get into? Spotify exclusive. Spotify. Hi. Hi. We need the money. 
Yeah, we kind of do, but <laughs> not. That's not what we wanted to mention. I was surprised because um, we were getting tagged on Instagram and on Twitter because. Dude, we made it to some people's Spotify wrapped uh, list. I was generally, oh, yeah. I was gen- generally, I was genuinely surprised. I was too. And also, thanks, guys. I mean, it's a big deal for us that you listen and uh, it means the world. So thanks, man. Really, it's really a surprise. So thank you so much for the support. I mean, we've only been doing this since October. I think October 7 was our first ever episode and we're only three months in and we made it to a couple of those lists. So thank you so much. Um, we got a really fun episode today. Oh, yes. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Today's episode will actually probably be the first of a little series, and we're going to call it Stories from the Love Land. In this series, inviting in our friends from different walks of life, sexual orientations, as we all learn about the magical thing called love. Oh, my God. <laughs> we nailed that we practiced that so many times before this but like we said this is stories from the love roulette so we're going to be uh getting perspectives from our different friends Mm -hmm. uh and of course we're going to be talking about love this right here is yeah yeah. our episode right here this is just me and randy and this is our perspective as two cisgender straight males and you know me and randy uh we've you know we've been around the game a little bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've been around we're not man whores but you know we've uh, got around <laughs> we've got around no what i'm trying to say is you know we've had experiences whether they be bad experiences good experiences you know and this is something i think just as a human being everyone has experiences with love whether it be bad successful failure that's true you know what i mean and i think it's something we all kind of strive for and it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic love mm-hmm. friendship you know love from your family but we're kind of focusing more on the romantics side yeah. of it. I think today we're going to be talking more about dating or dating 101, um, especially from our perspective and our, you know, stories. As you all know, I have a lot of embarrassing stories and this is no different. I have a few. Well, you can definitely share them here. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's start maybe, I guess, on the first part of it. So like dating 101, usually, you know, there's the encounter um, so I have to ask you, because a lot of people usually ask this. Do you have a type, Randy? I would like to say yes. But every time I say I have a type that I'm attracted to, mm. I ended up dating someone who's absolutely not my type. Is that weird? That is weird, especially if you tell yourself you have a type. I do. Like I, I know exactly the girls I'm attracted what to. What exactly is your type? You're like more of the short, tall girl? Do you like chinita? Do you like dark skin? I am more of the Tisai persuasion. Mm, okay. For some reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, not particular on the height. It's just that I am six feet one, so it would be nice that they would at least look at me in the eye and not sexualize me by looking at my crotch. Yeah, logistically, <laughs> I think that... that- <laughs> I think that would help a lot if they were just, you know, the right height. Yeah, Randy's a... Dude, Randy looks like a bouncer, let's be honest. But I, I, <laughs> I moonlight as a bouncer. Yeah, you do. Um, let's see. For me, I don't think I've ever had a type. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a type. I, I, but the, I think I have a thing for shorter girls. Because okay. if I know, if I think about it... I've been in four or five relationships, and I think every girl I've dated has been around like five three, five two, and below. 
I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't know. Like, maybe it's cute to me. You like feeling tall. Yeah. (laughs) Don't we? Don't we all like to feel tall? Well, it's not a challenge for me. I feel tall all the time. Sometimes too much. Especially being in the Philippines, dude. Being six foot, you're like a giant out here. It's true. It's so weird that everybody thinks I'm tall. Then you go back to the states and you're normal, and I don't feel so good anymore. Yeah, I just feel average when I'm in the U.S. I mean, full disclosure, Randy's about six foot. I'm about five eight, five nine. So here we're like above average. But um, what about you? So you go for the tisai? Yeah. Taller, shorter? Um, not particular with the height. Okay. And okay, and I speak for a lot of men. I am not into the ultra skinny model girls. I like a little meat oh, in the bones. I am I so glad you mentioned you know, that. Yes. A little hips here and there. That would be nice. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I don't, I also disagree with like the, the beauty model of the girl who has to be like skin and bones. Yeah. You know, like when you see a girl and you feel like if you put your arm around her, if you hug her, she's going to like turn into, she's going to turn into dust or something. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get that for me. I really don't get, I don't get it. Um, the beauty of it. And I also don't get it. Um, how would you say from a health perspective? Yeah. Cause it really seems like it's very unhealthy. Obviously that girl is probably not eating food <laughs> at true. all, which is, which a, is an issue for us, which is a huge issue. Like if you don't like to eat, that's going to be tough for us because I love food. And, you know, I think part of the joy of having a partner, you know, dating, going in the dating world is you get to like, you get to go out to different restaurants, yeah. you get to take them out and do special that's things. True. So I, uh, I'm totally an advocate for that. Like I like girls also who have, a little more body on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that. And here's... Surprise, surprise. That's how most men feel. Uh, I don't know if we can speak for most men. Obviously, every type of girl or every type of female body has its audience. You know what I mean? For us, this is just our perspective. That's true. Okay, fine. So, moving on. So, that's kind of, I guess... I don't really have a type, I don't think. Um, Randy seems to have a type. But... This one I think is very interesting okay. because uh, what would you say is the best place to meet a potential partner? Oh, that's true. So if you like, for example, you're you're single. Full disclosure, we're not single. We are happily in relationships. But going back a step, if you were single and you were looking for someone, a potential partner, where would you go? What's the best place? No, it's it's funny you said that because I remember when I was single and I was trying to go out on dates, like I would always ask myself, like, where do they hide all the good girls? Yeah. Like I always wonder because yeah, you go on a bar in a club and you meet some girls, but I don't know, man. Um the the setting isn't optimal to meet someone to get in a relationship with if you meet drunk, I think. Yeah, because the, I mean, the the cliche thing is to meet someone at a bar or I mean, if this was like Manila, like 2014, 2015, it would probably be a club. Mm-hmm. Clubs back in the day were like, dude, like everyone was going to clubs. I remember back yeah. in the day, it was always like, oh, Santayo, Mamaya, like, I know, Privé, Urban, like, the, oh, my God, <laughs> those oh old clubs. Gosh, yeah. And it reminds me like. Oh, man, like trying to meet girls back in the day in clubs. It's such a weird dynamic because you can't even fucking hear each other. That's true. You 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 just small talk. 
You like you like Hey, what's your name? What? What? What's your name? Friday. Oh, yeah. I think I know them. French fries. Yep. So, uh, what are you drinking? Want to get out of here? Yeah, I like bathrooms too. All right. And that's, and that's usually what, that's how most conversations, <laughs> that's how most conversations like start and end because that's you can't, so you can't hear anybody and you're like screaming in each other's ears. You have alcohol in your hand that you're not trying to spill. So for me, like obviously I, a huge X for, if you're trying to meet someone, do not go to a bar or a club. I mean, if you want to meet someone for a relationship. Depending on, yeah, what kind of person you want to meet. If you want to meet them for a relationship, I would say no. If you're trying to meet them for extracurricular activities, Maybe go for it. So where do you meet these girls? I mean, okay. Uh, I have a story though. Oh wait, and this also plays into why you shouldn't meet uh, a partner at a club. Okay, go. So, uh, dude, this is a couple years back. Like, this is when Republic was still around. Oh, (laughs) it's been a couple years. Republic has been long and gone for a while. But if you still remember the the club Republic, uh, which I think was in Resorts Resorts World. Resorts World, yeah. Oh man, so I went out. The things that happened in that club. Dude, this is probably like 2011, 2010. So this is like good nine years ago. I was out with a couple friends, um, you know, having a good time. And I was trying to hit on this girl. And oh, the th- yeah. And the thing was, she was Korean. So she didn't really speak English that well. But Did she, was, she think you were Korean? She might have thought I was Korean. <laughs> Maybe that's why she started talking to me. So anyway, she... I was talking to her and I was trying, I don't know what I was saying. I was probably saying she was cute or something and I wanted to ask her to dance. And then she said something to me. She just kept saying like, wait, wait, wait here. Wait, wait, wait. And I was like, I was like, I look back at my friends and I was like, oh, like thumbs up. Anyways, dude, she baited and switched me. She turns around and pushes her ugly friend towards me. Oh, no. (laughs) And I didn't know what to say. And I was just like, um... I ha- I have to go. I have to go over there, and then that was it. Oh, and all my no. friends were like, "What happened? Did you did you get to dance with her?" I'm like, "No, she she turned out to be someone else. <laughs> she switched, dude. She baited and switched me. It doesn't just happen in department stores. It happens in <laughs> it happens in clubs. Oh my gosh, that that does happen. What else happens in clubs? Have you ever experienced having like you want to meet a girl? It's always so difficult to meet a girl because they come in like a pack. You know, they come in a pack of five. And it's always so hard to get through that pack. You know what I'm saying? For me, if if a girl that I want to talk to is in a group of friends, that's already like, no, red flag. Don't do it. But then when will you ever meet a girl who's by herself? She might be there for business. (laughs) I just feel like it's too much of a danger if you try to talk to them in a group because all the eyes turn to you and then they will start judging you and they will start saying like oh like you know what are you doing here and what <laughs> you is, have to be like the coolest person in the world to and pull what it, it off. and yeah and, and what are you gonna say exactly hey guys drinks on me, me but uh, your friend has to talk to me first by ourselves when yeah number i don't know have you ever tried it no. i've done it once did did it work not so much. <laughs> it didn't work. Me too. I, I've had many looks where like we'd have eye to eye contact, and okay. I'm like, should I do this? And I would take the whole night and nothing. Oh, but mm. but I would normally start talking to her if we have like a vibe the whole night, and okay. she goes to the bar to buy a drink. 
or she goes to the girl's room and then as soon as she comes out i just i don't follow her inside jesus like i thought you were gonna say you you go inside the girl's room too and then no i would like accidentally bump into her on my way to the boy's room oh oh hey I've been looking at you since, you know. You're a big guy, though. What if you, like, knock them out? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my God. You're oh, so pretty. You're, you're so pretty. Oh, but you're bleeding. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Or if I bump into her and then she just slips me a hundred, like, thanks for protecting me, Mr. Bouncer. <laughs> like, what? But seriously, that technique, does it work? Have you tried that? Hey, once. It, it worked work. once and then never again. Oh, shit. It's, it's rough, man. I mean, I have sent girls some drinks. Yeah. And then... I've never done that. The, the ugly... The, I don't want to say ugly, but the the more confident friend <laughs> took the drink and <laughs> the, drank it in front of me. That hurts. That reminds me. So, see, because that's part of it. Like, when you try to talk to a girl, uh, again, this is just our perspective. You know, it is kind of intimidating. And also, there's a lot of roadblocks you come into. Like, me, I remember I ran into the gatekeeper. Oh. And I mean gatekeeper as the gay friend. Gay. So I remember we were at a we were at some kind of bar in QC. This was God. I think this is a long Thomas Moroto. So one of those bars there yeah. playing. We're playing beer pong, and I notice on the other table this girl keeps looking at me. So I'm looking over at her. You know we're ex- smiling, exchanging, and I go over to start talking to her. I'm with one of my friends, and we kind of walk over. You know, and then he walks away, and then I start talking to her. And then the gatekeeper appears. Oh. Her gay friend pops in. And I totally get it, you know. He's trying to make sure that, like, I'm a, I'm an okay guy. Like, my intentions aren't, like, you know, bad. I'm not a weirdo. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, with girls. And I totally respect it. They come in groups where they're either with their friends or their gay friends. And it's kind of like they check on each other. So when the gatekeeper, a gatekeeper appeared, dude... He was a friend of mine. <laughs> oh. So he was actually a friend of mine. He was a friend that I knew from GMA. He was a dancer. And I've actually uh, performed with him. He's a really nice guy. And I talked to him on the side. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I, I'm really uh, into your friend. I just want to talk to her. Long story short, we started making out like five minutes later. <laughs> with the gatekeeper? No, no, with the girl. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Like, what? That's, that's how I got the girl. What? I really like your friend, but I just want to make out with, with you. you. It's like. Plot twist. Plot twist. Jeez, no. So that I think one that's another that's a roadblock. But imagine if I didn't know him. Yeah. Oh, that would have made it I feel, so different. I feel like that's where the wingman comes in, right? That you, is huge. You bring your wingman as the key for the gatekeeper, so that you can come in and talk to the girl, and the wingman keeps the gatekeeper busy. That is huge. I've actually been a wingman for a lot of friends, and. Have you done that? Being yeah. a wingman is actually kind of cool because there's no pressure. But the thing that usually happens is the girl that your friend is trying to go after goes after you. Oh. That's happened to me a few times because, dude, like I'm, I don't feel pressured. Like, cause I'm not trying to go after that particular person. Dude, I have a friend who has been the greatest wingman ever. Um, he's living in the states now. He's a chef. His name's Carl. Carl, wherever you are, I know you're in the states somewhere. I think you're in Vegas. You're the best wingman ever. I remember him, dude. Really? Bro, we went to Boracay once, right? Oh, my God. Oh, one of those late Boracay. There are so many stories from that land. Oh, Speaking yes. of that, I want to go to the new Boracay. I've heard a lot of people have been going there. I've been there last Feb before this whole thing blew up. It's beautiful. Okay. So, Boracay. Okay. So, Boracay. So, here's my friend, Carl. 
who I love. Dude, um, let me let me paint you a picture. It was Le Burakai, of course, where all the oh madness happens and all the bad things happen. And we were there, um, and then a group of girls came, yeah. right? And there were three girls, and there were three of us guys. Oh, right? nice. Three on three. Yeah, but the thing was, there were only two hot girls. Okay. And the other one was the, well... The confident friend. The confident friend. There you go. Gatekeeper at this... Ah, uh, she was playing gatekeeper. She was pr- playing gatekeeper. This time, gate, not gay. Okay. Um, And so, this friend of mine, Carl, who's the best, is pretty shy. But an excellent wingman. Like, he gets confidence when he's the wingman. Never. The, when, the pressure's not on him. Yeah. yeah. So finally, we come over, um, and I started talking to the friend, okay. the confident friend, and then as soon as she got into it, passed her right off to Carl, and then we, my friend and my other friend and I went on the, to the targets. Yeah, for the hunt. All right. <laughs> and it was a great night. It was a great night. They were amazing girls. We had so much fun. And you can see Carl was miserable the whole night. Like oh, he just kept giving me looks like I hate I hate you guys. You better make this up to me. Yeah, and so um that night after a night of drinking, we were all like, We should all go for a swim. We should all oh, that's we should so fun. all skinny dip. You guys went skinny dip? Like we should just go to the beach and do it. And we're like, Yeah, and we're like, let's do it. And Carl was like I hate you guys so much. <laughs> and so and so we did, right? Now that I think about it, the wingman is kind of like the designated driver. Bro. He has to take one for the he, team. I love him so much and I owe him for this. And this story was, was like 10 years ago at least. And so we all went for a swim. And you know, the setting is is what it is. And we're all like making landian and whatever yeah, and, and, while we're swimming. And you can see Carl from afar <laughs> do, doing backstrokes. <laughs> Trying to get away from the other yeah, girl. And the other girl's trying to follow him. <laughs> so you guys are enjoying your time with the two girls, and he's just like trying to play and, hide and seek with yeah, her. And he's getting a workout, is what he's doing. <gasps> oh man! And dude, it doesn't. Carl, s- wherever you are, I, I salute you, bro. It doesn't end there though. Oh no! The next, so we finished with the swimming, and then the next day we're like, we should do activities tomorrow. And they're like, yay! <laughs> like. And kind of like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fucking assholes. Dude. So we had activities the whole day. Yeah. Come nighttime, right? Us and our girls went out on dates. And Carl's like, you know what? You know what? I'm not coming anymore. And he just left. And he had a night all to himself. And he just. So dude, it was two on two and two guys yeah, and three and I girls? Don't know, I don't know what happened to the other girl. I guess she got uh, depressed. Okay. And so we had our thing. And then. Around 9 p.m., we all, you know, my friend and I went back to our hotel and we couldn't find Carl. I'm like, where the hell is Carl? Oh, my God. And, dude, I kid you not, we walked from station one to three and back. And you couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. And then finally, I saw him in a small-ass bar in station three, drunk as fuck with his arm around the confident girl. (laughs) No. The gatekeeper. (laughs) Are you serious? No. Are you serious? Oh he doesn't know and he was so happy I'm like guys 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 I'm not gonna wingman tonight I got my own date and I'm like yeah you do oh my god dude I won't I won't go any further for, for my love for Carl but let me just say this it got worse it got so much worse and 
Thank you, Carl, for your service. <laughs> for your service. It was a great... For your sacrifice. Yes, it was a great weekend for us. It was a horrible weekend for you. Oh, God. Just so horrible, in fact, that you had to move to a different country. Love you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. There you go. And, and that's my amazing Boracay story. I'm sorry, Carl, for that. I think I think we all have our own Boracay stories. but We all have that one friend who just went a little too far. I mean, shortly, I just remember swimming in the ocean in Boracay around 4 a.m. And I just remember us all singing the song. Everybody wants to rule. I don't know why. It's like 4 or 5 a.m. The sun is about to come up. We were all drunk. There's a good group of us. For me, I think, thankfully, I've, I don't have any Boracay nightmare stories. It's always been fun and safe. Thank God. Um, dude, Boracay is a magical place, but then it also can be a scary place too. You have to be careful. Yeah. I don't know now about the new Boracay, but... I don't think it's the same anymore. Yeah, I'm just that's glad true. I lived through a time where I got to experience Le Boracay and all the craziness. And I'm glad it's over now. Yeah. And that being said, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to segue, but... No, <laughs> no so now, I mean, uh, so we've talked about um, where to meet a potential partner. Yeah. We also talked about like the first things you look into them. So now let's set it up so you have the potential target. Like, what's the first thing you say to them? How do you usually talk to them? What's the pickup line or what's what's the line? Pickup lines are kind of cheesy, but if you can do it, does it ever work? I think it can break the ice. Like comedy. <laughs> no. If one. you can be funny, if you can be funny, if you're not funny, I don't know if you do a pickup line. Dude, though. I'm the worst. I am so awkward. I don't think I can pull off a pickup line. Like uh I had a girlfriend for I think we were together for 8 years. Yeah. When we met, right? I met her the first time and I'm like, "Oh, she's so pretty." And I would try to be nice to her. Okay. Like we we met at work. Mm. And then I find out she had a boyfriend, which kind of broke my heart a little bit. Oh, so she was dating someone at the time. She was dating someone. So, you know, as a good gentleman and not a douche, guys, if you find out they have a boyfriend, like, yeah, don't be that guy. That's a no-no. Yeah. So I kind of backed off, but I always had a crush on her. And so that was that. And then two months later, we ended up working again. Oh. And this time, I kind of overheard that she broke up with her boyfriend. Like, oh, this is it. And dude, I was like the whole day, I was looking at her. She'd give me a smile, whatever. I'm like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. That's such, I feel like that's such an, uh, that's such an invite. That's an invitation. I can't even say the word. If they start smiling, that's like an invitation. They give you a look, like a side glance and then a smile. I'm like, oh, I'm in. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, what am I going to say? What's a cool thing to say? Guys, don't ever think of a cool thing to say. You'll never think of a cool thing to say. And so I was so nervous. I came up to her and the only thing that came out was, oh, hey, uh, Anoa, uh, you lost weight, huh? Oh, oh my God. God. You, you, told, you told her you lost weight. You know what, you know what her reaction is going to be? She's like, oh, so I was fat before? Yes. Oh, my God. And never tell a girl. Never tell a girl that. Like, I just crashed and burned. Thank God she was nice enough to just smile and say, I don't. Thanks. I don't even remember what she said right after. I just went blank because I was so ashamed. And then she probably said like "thanks" with the question mark, like um, "thanks." Thanks, dude. Yeah. And this same girl. Finally, we got to talk, and you know, 
which was nice. And I said, you know, I've always had a crush on you. I remember I was trying to make some moves the last time we met. Like, I was being nice, gave you a chair and whatever. And she said, I don't remember you the last time. Like, oh, God. <laughs> you shitting me. So you were thinking about her. You had a crush on her. Crush on her. And I thought we had a moment somewhere there. You were not even an afterthought to her. No. Oh, God. Which made me love her more and respect her because she had a boyfriend. So she didn't even think of me at all. That's true. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. That's when I knew. She was focused on what she had already. That's when I knew she was a keeper. For me, I'm kind of bad at that. When it comes to like just that first like uh, introductory like statement or pickup lines. I don't think pickup lines work. And sad, sadly, one time I was at a bar with some friends and I saw this girl and we were talking and like one of the first things I said to her is like, do, do you come here often? Oh no. Oh my God. I was cringing so hard. I was like, I can't believe I just said Did that to work? her. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it worked. She probably was just like, no, do you come <laughs> here often. Uh, like, like an alcoholic. Or? Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you calling me a drunk? I'm like, oh. no, I'm gonna go use the bathroom now, and I don't. I don't. I'm pretty sure it didn't work out. I remember one of the most um, memorable pickup lines that was actually thrown at me is we were playing beer pong, and I had been talking to this girl, and she was like, "If you make this next shot, I'm gonna go out with you." Whoa! And what did you say? Hey, I never wanted to go out with you. I made the shot. Oh, <laughs> I you, made the shot. Did you say Kobe as you shot it? Kobe! I didn't. Rest in peace, Kobe. But I didn't say Kobe, but I Thanks, made that bro. shot. That was probably the one the, they flipped the table on me. They're just like, if you make, this like whispered in my ear, if you make the shot, like, oh, I'm going to make your night worth it. And just like, oh my God. Made the shot. Those are the things you don't miss. It's also cool. That's happened to me not in that kind of sexy scenario where <laughs> someone just literally like made a sh- well, it wasn't a stranger, you know, like, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. had we had been talking and this we'd been hanging out and then I got like, hit on like that though. Really? Like, yeah, like I dated a girl um I'm dating a girl and how we met was she literally came up to me because if you if we haven't met you might think that I'm a snob or angry half the time because i just have that face where i just look serious when i don't yeah know randy looks super masungit actually like when i first we mentioned it before in earlier episodes when i first met randy i was like dude this guy looks like he's always having a bad day yeah pretty so, much so um that's how i look like and then this girl <laughs> just comes out of nowhere and says hey we haven't met yet i'm and you are i'm like Wow. And I'm I'm your boss, bitch. But I didn't say that. I just said it in my head because she would murder me. But I'm like, whoa. I was so taken aback and also impressed. Because no that one is impressive. No one would do that. No one could do that in the workplace. I think the most impressive thing I've ever done is I went up to a girl and I was just like, You smell nice. What? And she laughed. She laughed, though. She's like... That's cool. She laughed because, like, it's like I got close to her and I smelled her. And then she's like... She just thought it was a joke. That was actually a good icebreaker. But maybe don't try that all the time because some people might think you're creepy. Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm lucky she didn't, like, slap you in the face. Like, you smell... Ah! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Stop smelling me! Pervert! (laughs) Police! Police! Rape! And that's how I went to jail. jail. And that's (laughs) how I went to jail for rape. Oh, my God. Okay, how about this, man? 
what are some deal breakers for you? Like with uh, with I've been to a few blind dates as well. Some are I've actually been, great. I've been on one blind date. But what are the deal like the immediate deal breakers for you when you meet a girl? Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, so like say let's say we I feel like we're going through the through the process. So now you've met someone, you've had your opening line, and you're starting to get to know them. I think and maybe this is a bit superficial. What are your red flags? A red, you met, a red flag for me yet. is like someone who has really bad breath. Oh. And like feel like bad teeth. Oh. I don't know. I mean it sounds very superficial, but it feels to me like if they had bad breath, they don't take care of themselves. And also like imagine if you want to kiss them, that's such a turnoff. You know, Nobody wants to kiss a toilet. Bad hygiene is a no-no. You yeah. know, if you're going to go out, you know, obviously, and you're single and looking to mingle, you know, you got to make sure you, you look good, you look presentable, you smell presentable. That's true. I think hygiene is one thing. And What about you? Um, they have to smell nice. Like I right, have a, Yeah, it's nice. I have a thing for, I have a thing for nice-smelling women because I try to smell nice. And in fairness, I think most women smell nice, actually. Yeah, especially if they're wearing DNG light blue. That's that's my weakness. Wow, that's so specific. specific. Dude, I can smell that like a bloodhound. You oh. know, that's funny that you mentioned that. Because perfume, uh, obviously our sense of smell, has it's very much tied to our memories. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can still smell certain perfumes and I can remember like an ex-girlfriend. That it's kind of creepy. But then it's also kind of like amazing because I'll smell this perfume like someone will walk by and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember you. But it's just a smell. Yeah. Yeah. So something like that. So smelling good is a, is smelling, a plus. Smelling good is a plus. And for me, I think I can't stand it when we're on a date, having a great meal, getting to know each other and all they can talk about is themselves. Like, oh, that's the worst. Dude. That is the worst. Like, they find a way to bring the conversation back to them talking about themselves somehow. Yeah, that's the worst. No, and it kills the conversation because, like, say, for example, you want to share something about yourself and they just keep, no, 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 but but let's talk about me first. Or, like, let me talk about this first. So, it's like, I can't, like, (laughs) I'm so good, no? I'm like, what? Connection is just like... Yeah, it's like, super. What? It's it's the quickest way to kill a connection because it turns you off because you're not really sharing. It's just like, hold on, I don't want to hear about you. Let's just talk about me. That's I I, I agree with that. That can be very annoying. I think um, another thing is like you you can feel it when you don't really have the connection. Like for me, I like yeah. to make. I won't call myself funny, but I like to do silly things. You're to make, pretty funny, man. Thanks. <laughs> I try. No, but I like to make girls laugh in in the sense where. If our sense of humor doesn't jive, like if we don't connect in terms of like, we can't make each other laugh. I think that's also a deal breaker for me. Because if, if we don't share a sense of humor, oh, it's going to be so boring. That makes sense. So which which leads to another question I've had in mind. Because when I think about it, um, almost all of the women uh, who became a girlfriend, I wouldn't say dated because dated just means we went out a few times yeah. and whatever. Uh all of them, in some form or another, have been in the same business that I am in, in entertainment. Really? Somehow. Yeah. So Whether, maybe that also goes into your type of girl. Maybe. And and I, I always ask myself, it's not like I do it on purpose, yeah. but then I have dated a few girls who 
I've dated a girl who worked for a bank. I've I've dated a girl who owned a farm. It's so weird. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But then after a while, we had nothing to talk about anymore. Yeah, no, I think that's a really big thing because if I can't find interest in what you do, and likewise the other way, if they can't find interest in what I do in life, whether it be my job or just like the type of person I am, yeah, well, that the connection is just not gonna happen. I think especially also with the kind of work that we do like it's not normal like the yeah, hours aren't true. normal the situation isn't normal you're surrounded by people all the time you're surrounded by girls all the time you're surrounded by and that can take a toll in a relationship if they too are not in that life i think that can make it very challenging i remember i was dating this girl and i had a taping um and she was like okay um what time do you think you'll finish and i told her I don't know. And she's like, how do you not know what time you're going to finish? I was like, mm-hmm. I really don't know. Yeah. Because say, for example, um, if you have a taping, if you're doing a show, you're an actor, let's say you start at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. is your call time. So you're on the set 8 a.m. Let's say you have 10 sequences to do. So that means you're in 10 different sequences in the show that you have to film. Dude, you can film one sequence, let's say at 9 a.m. And then you wait for like two hours. You shoot three sequences. Oh, now you still have six, right? And then you have to wait for a couple hours because they don't need you. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're focusing on the other part of the story. Okay, Sige, stand by. We wait four or five hours. All right, Steven, back in. You shoot another two sequences. By then, it's already like 1 or 2 a.m. Oh, God. You, don't, you really don't know. So I, I agree with what you say. Like, depending on your type of work, that can also be a deal breaker. Because let's say you're dating someone that has a job where they have to travel a lot. Whether, like, I don't know, they're a salesperson they're a flight attendant. They're a pilot. Yeah. Something where they really have to always be gone. That's going to be tough. Yeah. And especially if you don't understand the type of work they do, it's so easy to ruin that relationship because you just get jealous and stuff like that. And I guess that doesn't work. Which then makes me wonder because, I mean, I was lucky enough to try dating when you really have to make that first move. And that was rough. And you kind of build some... You know some character in you because yep you ain't gonna be dating if you don't talk to anyone but now it's different like dating in not just this pandemic man and i mean dating in 2020 it's or maybe like 2019 2019. <laughs> 2019 is probably safer or in the past few years yeah true it's just in the age of technology dating in the age of technology things have changed like there are things called you know dating apps for that are specific to your taste yeah there's or so many of them and i think um i remember reading a book about this um i think it's just made it so easy we are literally putting people in little boxes and if i like you i swipe right if i don't like you i swipe left it's taking out the element where i have to like go out to a place or you know make the effort of meeting you talking to you Trying to see what you're like. Yeah. I just have to look at a picture of you and be like, yeah, I think I like you. Oop, that's it. And I think that's what has caused more relationships to fail. Two things, I think. One is because uh, we're liking these people based specifically on looks and nothing else. And a profile that probably has like what? Maybe a hundred words in it. You have to make a judgment on somebody's picture and just a small profile. Yeah. And number two, I think it ruins relationships because then we're exposed to the notion that we have 
options that are limitless because you have yes. a thousand girls here and now it's like a, a boy a kid in a candy store where like oh my god yes there's so much and now because there's so much choices you can't pick one and or can't stick to one because in the back of your head there's so much more left behind yes i remember the book now it's modern romance by aziz anzari from Master of None. It's actually a really Love fun... that show. It's such a good show. And it's actually a really good book. He does a whole chapter on online dating apps. And he basically says like, you know, we've really become lazy in a sense that we're so spoiled. We have apps now where, you know, like you said, dating, we just have to swipe. We don't even have to put out much of an effort. And it makes it so trivial where it's like, oh, you know, if I don't like this person, I'll just find another one yeah and that's kind of sad actually it's kind of sad and it kind of takes away the joy of getting to know someone and it's it, it becomes more shallow i think yeah i mean but it, don't get me wrong it's worked for, it works dude i know some people that have been married off yes, of tinder yes a good friend of ours yeah and uh that's amazing that they have a family now they're together and it worked out but i would think that they're one in a thousand or a million couples that really make oh yeah it. i mean for the most part when i used tinder many years ago and i was single i wasn't on tinder to look for a relationship i'll be honest i was on tinder looking for a good time also just looking to talk to people because to, I be, agree. to be another step honest i never met anybody off tinder i would just swipe right and then every now and then uh we would match talk to them for a bit and then right perfect example i would move on to the next person yeah and I mean, I guess everyone has a different experience. For me, Tinder was just kind of meh. It never, it never hit a, a success note or anything. Man, so this is what really excites me now because I know that you know this is this is a series, and we're we're talking yeah. about our perspective now. And I'm so interested for the next few episodes, guys. I hope you get excited too because we're talking to someone from the ladies perspective and so and everybody else's perspective and we want to know i want to know i want to learn and how it's different because we're talking about how it feels for us i don't know how it feels for the ladies getting hit on and uh, gosh i can just imagine the dumb things guys say no because we're talking about it from our perspective we have a good friend uh who is a female now she's probably going to have the counter perspective. She's going to be like, I hate it when guys do this. Oh and, and it's going to be like, oh, we do some of those things. Sorry. So um, I'm also excited for this series. Hopefully we can get a couple episodes in. You know, we're going to try to get some of our friends who have different perspectives, you know, completely different thoughts on this. And uh, let us know if you, yeah. what you guys think of this. Again, with the new um, podcasting site we're on, uh, Anchor, you can actually drop us a voice message or, you know, you can also shoot us an email. So I think this is probably a good place to stop. Yeah, I mean, there's more to come, guys. So like Steven said, uh, if this interests you, um, don't feel free to send us a voice message and maybe you get featured in our next episode. If you have any Barakai stories. Oh, God, please. I want to know. And I know you do. I know you do. Share them. Does it have to be Barakai? You can leave it anonymously. Oh, yeah. We won't know who you are. Because I know everybody has a Barakai story. Oh, <laughs> Almost. Gosh, yes. Whether Wait. you were skinny dipping at 5 a.m. or you fell off of a, what is it, a wind sail. Are you familiar with the term Barakai age? Barakai age? Yeah. No. A friend of mine taught me this. He's he's a great guy. He's a basketball player. He's okay. he's well in he's he's forty now. But dude, that guy is so fit. He looks like he's in his twenties. And so, so he has a Barakai. His age. Barakai age is twenty six, 
and he would oh pass my. off as 26. I think again that's something you can only do if like you your friend is he's fit enough to pass for that. What's your Baraka age though? Me? Yeah. If I had to pick a Baraka age, I'd say 27. I'd say 20, yeah. I'd go for like a 28, 29. Yeah, I don't want to push it too far. Yeah. I think one thing that's lucky though is we're both Asian and we all know Asian don't raise it. What? Asian don't raisin. There it is. Oh, <laughs> Asian don't raisin. So you know, and all of us. My friend is he doesn't crack. If you know what I mean, because the black don't crack. Did you just make that up? No, dude. It's Asian don't raisin and black don't crack. That makes sense. Yeah, I've never heard that before, dude. And this I swear of, you just made that up. No, and this friend of mine is half Asian, half black. He has so found the fountain of youth. He doesn't blazon. He doesn't. He doesn't age. Let's just say that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That being said. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's it for this episode of the Dumb Things Podcast. We're getting way off of it. But we're going to be hopefully back for another part of this series. So... Um, yeah, so please make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to ask us a question, shoot us an email, guys, at the dumbthingspodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can leave us a voice message by clicking the link in this episode's description. Last but not least, make sure to follow us on social media at dumbthingspod on Twitter and IG. And we will see you guys in the next episode of the Dumb Things Podcast. See you guys. Bye.